ever wonder if your family's past is shaping your present? Join us today as we delve into the science of epigenetics and subconscious healing to uncover the secrets behind generational patterns. Welcome to Living Intentionally, the podcast that empowers driven women to get unstuck and to take their personal and professional lives to the next level. I'm your host, Carmen Benton. I am here to help you create the life you truly desire without burning out. And as a leading expert in living with amplified alignment between your mind, your energy, and your soul purpose, I'll be sharing valuable insights on mindset, energy, self-care, business, and much more. Plus, you get to hear from inspired women who have successfully built businesses and lives that are both meaningful and fulfilling. Join us as we dive into the topic that matter most and uncover the secrets to living in digital. Welcome to today's episode. And I am so excited because this is part of the series I'm doing to celebrate the launch of the upcoming Women's Drive book that is going to launch November 2nd. You're going to hear all about it soon. And today I have one of my co-authors here with us. Her name is Faith Frisson, and she is so amazing. I want you to meet her. And she is a subconscious health practitioner, published writer, poet, and award-winning impact speaker stationed in Colorado. She is the founder and owner um, of her integrative practice, Inner Realm Wellness, where she aids clients around the globe in processing trauma and disease subconsciously using over 14 plus different modalities from Eastern and Western medicine combined. Her work is fueled by losing a decade of her life to anorexia, severe depression, anxiety, self-harm, various traumas, and ineffective prescription meds. So welcome to today's episode. And Paige, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. This is just kind of like two friends getting together. So I feel privileged to be able to sit down and chat with you a bit more and to share with your audience all the amazing things we've got in the in the archives coming, coming their way. Yeah. And you know what? You say that two friends getting together. And one of the things I'm most grateful for and you know thanksgiving coming and getting into the gratitude mode i mean i'm grateful every day but like people start getting gratitude it's social media internet you know online collaboration it's like we probably who have never met we live in two different parts of the united states you know i'm in alaska you're in colorado and here we are writing this book together which ladies i have to tell you is transformational the chapters are amazing. Make sure you have your tissue box next to you. Um, it's going to heal you as you read it. And I'm just blessed to be part, part of this container and to have met you. And as I said at the beginning, you know, Paige is so amazing. I want everyone to meet her because her story is just what everyone needs to hear about. And so... I wanted to start talking uh, about the terminologies that we're using. And I normally start with the story, but I know we're going to get into that. 
uh, but I don't want to lose people with epigenics. Like, what what is epigenics? Yes, it's such a fun conversation. It's one of the places I go to really, quote unquote, geek out. And really, it is simpler than it sounds in the same way that like the conscious has a shadow side, which is the subconscious. Uh, genetics has epigenetics. And so genetics, we all are familiar with, which is the things that cellularly and through our DNA, we inherit from past lineage, generational patterns and ancestry. And those are things that today in, in the modern world, we have such access to understanding the threads of our lineage like never before. And then we have epigenetics, which is the less talked about phenomenon. And epi on a prefix semantic level, I'm a writer, so I have to geek out about that a little bit, that the semantics of the prefix epi just means above. So it means above genes. And really what that means is that we are not here to suffer. We are not here to have uh, lineages or dis-ease or disorder just because our grandma or great-grandma or great-great-great-grandma had some condition. And so the old kind of paradigm in the medical world has convinced us on a societal level that if somebody in our past has, you know, uh, experienced cancer or, cancer or an autoimmune disease condition or something like that, that we are predisposed to having mm -hmm. that. And while that's not necessarily untrue. It isn't all of the evidence that the modern science movement has put out recently. And mind you, it's important to look at this holistically and systemically because this modern science movement is also very true. It's just that it's not as well known based on media coverage and the way that society has normalized this conversation. It's not quite there yet. It's getting there. And so there is substantial evidence to show that when we shift our cellular environment, when we upgrade root traumas, we start to heal. And so whatever those cellular intergenerational inheritances are, we can actually heal that stuff and we can transform it. And so we're talking about going from, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder to post-traumatic growth. We're talking about transforming our circumstances and our limitations into our infinite potential. So it's an amazing conversation. And I'm curious, how does that land for you? Because I know that's a lot of information. I was going to say, girl, you're speaking my language. <laughs> so yes, I, the core thing I do with my clients is to help them heal trauma. And I do a lot of, I use a lot of modalities to do that between the mindset, between somatic practices, but I'm also an energy healer. And one of my master gifts is DNA healer. And so when I do a healing, I am working with your DNA because that is the root of everything. And when you heal your DNA, you heal everybody who has your DNA. So we say the same things. It's just that Paige geeks out a little bit more about it, which is, I love it because I'm a left brain person. So now I'm like, okay, that was so eloquently said. <laughs> I'm gonna have to use it myself, so I love it. Awesome! Thank you. Thank yes. you for that. <laughs> so, let's talk about how did you get here? How beautiful, you know, young lady like you <laughs> decides that you know this is what your purpose in life is. Tell us your yeah. story. Absolutely. I mean, I always say to people off the bat, I have lived a lot of lives in this lifetime and even beyond that, right? And consciousness really is 
infinite. We're operating here on a continu continuum. We're here bound by the confines of the body for this lifetime. But there's so much wisdom we come in with. And so I've been told my whole life that I'm an old soul. And I always say to people, I'm 30 going on 100. And I joke about it because I really feel the ancient wisdom within the cells of my body. And I have a really wild story. And I'm so excited to disclose more than I've ever shared in the book, in the chapter that we're you know, launching into the world, but the long and the short of it, and I feel like this is important in the context of what we're talking about, is that I came into the world with seven years of chronic night terrors. So until I was seven years young, I woke up screaming bloody murder every single night to shadows and entities and low level beings that I was essentially being invaded by. And I had no vocabulary or concept of how to explain this. And I actually didn't even remember anything that had happened come daytime. So all I knew was I had these invasions and I'd wake up and I'd go to school like a regular kiddo. And I would go to bed with extreme anxiety and anticipation, knowing it would happen again. And there was nothing I could do. And so I was in the Western world, very young. I was hooked up to brain scanning machines, trying to get tracked and figure out what was wrong with me, quote unquote. And, you know, I was introduced into the energy healing world very young because my aunt really had to help our family figure out what was going on. And she was very connected to white light healing and all of these other realms of communication, which I was so grateful for. And so those were the first seven years of my life, which were so transformative as far as imprinting my psyche and my feelings of chronic unsafety and disembodiment and fear and paralysis and panic and everything else under the sun. And that, lo and behold, you know, manifested throughout my life in all these different ways. The first way was that, you know, I continued to get bullied at school. And so I didn't have safety outside the home or inside the home. I didn't have safety in my mind or my body. And I developed, you know, an eating disorder in high school. I became very perfectionistic and competitive. I was a 4.0 GPA type of gal because I was anxious and I was overcompensating by producing and being creative and having this way in which I became very obedient into the educational system. And so I went off to school, I developed severe depression, anxiety, anorexia, self-harm, exercise addiction, you name it. I was doing everything to run away from my emotions under the surface. And so I proceeded to lose 10 years of my life to that battle. And I am still recovering from that because it's a lot to come to terms with of like, holy moly, that took so much time away. But I've come to learn that that's really just a perception and that everything happens in due time. And so can I, can I interrupt you there for a second? Because your story is so profound. Um, and I have gotten to to meet Paige through writing this book. So a lot of the people that come here, I just, you know, have met one or twice before. But I've been regularly talking to Paige and learning about her and her story. So I can say with you know my heart that it her story is transformational uh but i don't want that to um you know disconnect our audience in like well i didn't have that deep of a trauma because let me tell you something you went through that learning in 10 years it took me 40 because it wasn't that bad because it was socially accepted because the ways i had to know my pain were lucrative and You'll learn more about it in, when I talk about my chapter, but it's like, don't get us wrong. We all go through these trauma recovery and some stories are, you know, as dramatic and profound and deep as space and some other ones are not. And 
I would say the ones that are not are more likely to keep you trapped because you think it's normal, but it's not. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I'm glad you bring this up because to be honest, it really is a matter of perception and perceptions are innately subjective. And what I mean by that is I, even though I share this story and I've had to kind of work this muscle and being transparent and sharing the story, I still have parts of me that are like, it wasn't that bad or, but that's part of the sickness is that, you know, it's never bad enough. I was never thin enough. I was never sick enough. I was never, you know, um, feeling adequate enough. And so I think that's a slippery slope. And I even studied trauma in school and I was in and out of treatment facilities for decades. And I still really never felt like I had trauma. It was like this, this word that was such a blind spot. And here's really the kicker. And this is what is such a big deal about this chapter for me. It feels like my debut in a way, because I've shared this iteration of this story in certain ways at certain times in my life but never like this because I for so long focused only on those 10 years of struggle as the main trauma point of my life. When in reality, this is why I love working with the mind because it's infinite in the layers you uncover in the subconscious. Right. But it wasn't about those 10 years at all. Those 10 years of struggle with the anorexia and self-harm and exercise and all that was the manifestation Mm -hmm. of the trauma from childhood that I did not know was there. And so that story is what my chapter is about. And it's such, I want to say like a, a mind F, right? Because it's like, there's no other way. We're adults here. We can say that whatever word you come to mind. <laughs> it's just really the most like meta experience because the long and the short is that after I started recovering from the eating disorder and all the things that I was using to suppress my emotions and keep me in check for so long and keep me small, I took myself off prescription medication, which I never recommend anybody does without guidance. But for me, and I talk about it in the chapter, it was divine intervention. So after I healed my body and allowed my body's rhythms to come back to base, I reclaimed 20 years of my life that I had not remembered. And at the root of those memories was repressed sexual trauma. And so here I am only like a couple of years into remembering that. And I'm still working to integrate that information. And so my whole life has been kind of unearthed in retrospect. And you can't help but ask yourself, where the hell does all this come from? Because I thought for so long, it was a me problem. I thought that like, I'm the most broken, crazy, sick person on the planet to have come in with all of these disorders. And I'm thinking like, if I came in with this stuff, I don't even have a chance. I don't even have a chance to like be a strong, you know, embodied individual. Like the cards are stacked against me. And I was very much in that victim mode for a long time until, right, turning the script around and saying to myself, like, yeah, it is a me problem, but it's also much bigger than that because we don't exist in isolation. And I started uncovering all these family patterns and threads subconsciously because I haven't met a lot of my family members that actually inherited and embodied similar diseases that I did. And so this chapter has been a huge, I feel like I'm writing a thesis or a dissertation because it's a huge inquiry into like the branches of our family tree that I, I, I otherwise wouldn't have had a reason to dive into. And I feel so strongly that my disorders and diseases that I expressed for so long were me like being the voice that the past generations in my family didn't have or couldn't say. And our addictions and diseases are always our voices. They're always communicating the things that we can't verbally say. If we could say them, we would say them, right? Mm -hmm. So was that a similar story for you as far as like your addiction stuff, Carmen? Because 
I feel like they're so brilliant, the ways that we learn to cope and the addictions that we adapt and develop, like there's wisdom and value there. Otherwise we wouldn't have them at all. Right. Yeah. And so the, and it's funny, you're so cute. Like you're interviewing me too, which, <laughs> which I love. Um, so my addiction was the most socially accepted and lucrative addictions to them all. I was a workaholic. I used work and success to numb my pain. It created this dopamine cycle, which is what any addiction does with you. You know, it makes you feel, it gives you a high. And I have this work dopamine reward cycle that like any drug, you always need to up the dose to be able to feel the same high. And it destroyed every relationship I had. And again, I'm not going to spoil my chapter yet because I'm going to have an episode about that. But uh, yes, it's it's the it's it was the crying voice inside of me, the little girl that I didn't even remember. And quite frankly, as I was writing this chapter, and my audience knows that I channel. And so the first time I wrote, well, actually the second time I wrote, because I was corrected the first time it was not the real story. I mean, it was kind of superficial. So with the beautiful guidance of Ray, which you guys already have heard from, uh, I was able to go really deep and heal not only myself, but my daughter even more uh, as I wrote it, because I have her permission to publish our story. And um, I remember things that, like you, Paige, I had no clue happened yeah. in my life. And this is what healing is, right? And so I'm not telling you this, so you are scared of starting the journey because it's so beautiful. Because now it's like, oh my God, this is showing up now because now I have the tools, now I have the skills, now I have the stamina to be able to heal this generational trauma with the tools that I have. And so everyone here knows that I use energy to heal that, but I want to know about your modalities because 14 plus, that's a big number. So how do you, how do you help your clients and how do you work with the subconscious and epigenetics? I'm going to say it right because I said it wrong earlier. <laughs> Thank you for not correcting me. <laughs> I just should have actually. But anyways, uh, how, do, what, how do you help your clients with all these modalities, experience, and love that you have? Yeah. So I use a system, an emotional processing system called the Lifeline Technique. And within this technique, it really includes and is backed by all of these other modalities. And these modalities, you don't have to understand them for this process to really work because the system we use is a 16-step process. And we'll do that every single session. So they're very elaborate journeys. But it includes and is not limited to, you know, like shamanism and water consciousness theory and chiropractic philosophy and positive affirmations and neuro-linguistic reprogramming and, you know, muscle reflex testing. And we get to go so deep into what is living under the surface of conscious awareness. And so the gist of what we're doing in session together is we are going in, rewiring the reactive patterns of the mind and then resourcing the body before we locate the memory, the exact stored unprocessed moment where whether it's this lifetime, past lifetime, or generational pattern, where there was a blockage and you could not actually sensationally, sensorily process your experience. That, to me, is what trauma is. 
we don't have to have, you know, a conscious awareness of what trauma was or what the incident was that occurred in order for us to be in a moment where we feel unsafe for whatever reason. And that unsafety gets tucked away within us because we couldn't process it at the time that we felt it. And so we locate that memory and then we harmonize that memory on a cellular level. So we make a connection with that part of us, even if we don't have conscious remembrance of it. Because sometimes I'm working with people when they're in utero, when they're two days after conception, when they're in AD past life and they were in a male body versus a female body, right? So we're going to all different types of places. And in that, you can see how powerful your connection is because your cells remember you back then, even if you don't consciously remember you back then. And trauma can be paused. This is actually scientifically studied and proven in a Harvard um, University study. 14 generations. 14. So I remember when I first decided that I have the skills and the awareness, obviously, that I needed to heal the relationship with my daughter. And this is like the longest, by the way, the longest energy healing I've done. It was a couple of hours. But I started with me and moving to her went back to me and I thought that was going to be it, you know, and I got divinely guided to go back to my mom and then to my grandma and then to my great grandma. And I went back like seven generations. It was insane. And it was the same pattern Mm -hmm. repeated over and over, same abandonment, same neglect. And you think that, Someone will stop it. And thank God I did. Because I remember growing up and saying, I'm never going to do that. And then here I am 30 years later doing the same thing. And totally not conscious of it, right? Because it's just program in your cells. This is how you survive, by doing the same thing your ancestors have done. And so this is a real thing. It is. It's amazing. I never get tired of talking about this because... For example, in present day, like if I have a small headache, right? Most people just think the mind and body are disconnected. So there's no reason to have a headache. And so they take the ibuprofen or whatever it is and they call it a day, right? I'm so not that person. I'm like, if I have a headache, what is it causing me to feel that I have this headache? When else have I felt that way? And what time in my life does that remind me of? And what part of me do I need to like relate with a little bit more? And it's like a rabbit hole. And I understand that's not everyone's process, nor does anybody, you know, everybody have time for that. And I, I appreciate it. But what I mean to say is that there are codes that live within us that can take us to the exact moments where we weren't safe enough to process those feelings. And when that is uncovered, and that's why muscle reflex testing is the main modality I use to get to those places. And you'll find that in a chiropractic office, or if you're supplementing and you're testing your muscles strong or weak to see if you're aligned with something or not. We all have this innate biofeedback system within us that knows exactly when it's a yes and when it's a no. And so when we uncover this painting of information that at first seems disjointed it's the client's wisdom and their cellular memory that's kind of gluing everything together and they're like i know that i can't consciously remember what happened in 412 bc but i can feel that that level of oppression in that community when i couldn't speak my voice and i felt self-loathing and lost self-respect that that's still something i struggle with today like holy crap that's where it came from that is wild because for a headache in this present moment, you can think nothing of it or you can think something of it. But I feel that there's always a deeper reason. And when you can find that reason, there's no reason the body can't heal. 
So it's oh, like so mystical. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. It's like, I don't remember having a guest in the podcast that actually uh, can articulate this, everything that happens energetically in your body in such a beautiful way. So I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. Oh, I could talk to you forever. And also I want to acknowledge that, you know, the workaholism thing, I really, really feel that. And I have noticed in myself, and this will be another chapter down the road, but I've noticed in myself that the eating disorder has very wisely transformed into workaholism. And I've never actually disclosed that on a public forum before, but I feel you because it's so crippling and it's so normalized in society. But the, the purpose is that it's fulfilling the unmet needs that the eating disorder, you know, wasn't, it, it was unresolved. It's like, I didn't, I didn't do all the work there yet, right? I have some things to do because addiction is so big, no matter what the addiction is. And so now it's kind of overcompensated into this other realm. And if I were to list out the emotions of how the eating disorder causes me to feel and how I feel when I'm in that workaholic space, they're the same freaking thing. And they're doing the same thing. And so what I really help people do, because I serve people that struggle with trauma, addiction, anxiety, and depression, heal on a cellular level. And I, and I help them see that when you can replace that negative behavior with the same function in a positive way, there's no need for that negative behavior anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like people think that smoking actually helps you lose weight or makes you skinny because when you stop smoking, you gain weight. No, you gain weight because you replace smoking by eating. Ask me how I know. <laughs> And so when you have to catch that, right? Like it's the coping mechanism. Yeah. It's like, how are you silencing your emotions? Mm -hmm. How are you staying in that safe, perceived safe space? Yeah. Because it's perceived because I love when you said you didn't have the tools I don't want to butcher exactly what you said, but you couldn't process it when yeah. it happened, right? And, and that, that is exactly what caused the trauma. So, so perfect. So Paige, why people should buy the book and read your chapter? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, there is no shortage of reasons, honestly. First and foremost, there's something so unique and special about having a co-creative experience. And it's like we're all building this momentum as a community to birth this story. And we've been saying behind the scenes that our chapter is our book. And so it matters to me in my work with clients to be so freaking transparent with you, to be so open and honest, to be so embodied in the strength that we hold within us to model for you that this isn't just because we're talking about trauma and like overcoming adversity. This is about overcoming adversity. It's not about like being victim to it. And so my complete desire and intent and aim for this work that I've birthed into the world is that you walk away feeling like you can conquer the world. Because if I got through that stuff, no doubt in my mind, you can get through your stuff. And we're all interconnected under the surface. And so even if you haven't struggled with the same things, there's so much there that is relatable. And I have written every single word with the reader in mind, because I do not take lightly that this is an intimate experience. You're reading in your bed, you're reading on your couch, you're reading with your tea, and it's me and it's you. And I just value that relationship so freaking much. And so it is really from my heart to yours that this work is being presented in this way. And so I want to get to know you. I want to know who's on the other side of that book. And 
Um, I want us to be connected because we are never alone. And there's so much value that has been put into this process that I feel like just needs to be shared with the world. It really does. And you guys love her. I mean, <laughs> when I go on vacation, I'm going to have Paige host the podcast. <laughs> Count me in. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, my God. I just like the energy, the intent, the words, the, you know, it, it's everything. And I have the pleasure to have read her book as her chapter as it has evolved because uh, it's been an evolution for all of us and uh, it's just beautiful. So I have to say that it's nothing short of transformational and you guys need to get your hands on it. And because she extended the invitation to get to know you, which is so beautiful. Like I, yeah, it's, that's, that, that just resonated with me so much. Where can everyone find you so they can connect with you when yeah. they see everything that they need to know about Paige? Well, first, you can see me on Carmen's page because we're connecting all the time. But <laughs> um, yeah, so, so my business's name is Inner Realm Wellness. So you can find me on my website, which has a whole breakdown of the work that you know I offer and the systems that we've been talking about today. So innerrealmwellness.life www.innerrealmwellness.life. And then similarly, free content, free resources, education, connect with me on Instagram and Facebook with the same handle at Inner Realm Wellness. And if you have stuff that's even come up from this episode, because I understand that we're used to talking about hard stuff and we can talk about it in a really powerful and enlightening way, but it can trigger subconsciously. It really can. And I'm aware of that. So if you need extra support, just email me, page at innerrealmwellness.life. We are your champions and cheerleaders. We're so here to lift you up. That's so beautiful. And yes, please do connect with Paige. I'll put all the links in the description of the episode so you don't have to go scramble writing them down. They will be right here. Just clickable for you. And can't wait. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about the book because we have put our hearts and total transparency into this project, uh, which, you know, is amazing. I'm so proud to be part of it. And thank you so much, Faith, for coming today and just enlightening all of us with your story, with your knowledge, with your energy, and uh, just doing your part to change the world once all of the time. Thank you so much. You're amazing. It's been awesome. I could talk to you forever. And I'm just really grateful to be part of this container, both with Women Thrive, as well as just on your show today, Carmen, and everything that you do as well. So thank you. Thank you. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hey there. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Living Intentionally, the podcast where we explore ways to live with purpose and fulfillment. If you're new here, make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the Carmen Benton. I'm your host, Carmen Benton. I'll be back next week with more insights and inspiration.